How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoley. Shoots, he scores! Some swagger. Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding a way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. Technically, this might actually be the most difficult week the Kings have had since we started recording for this season. And yet, it's still not that bad. So I feel pretty good overall. How do you feel after the Kings? They had two losses since we last recorded. Uh, that's true. That is the most that, that we've seen them lose in quite a long time. And um, it feels all right, honestly. It's not It's not too terrible. Um, I will say it did feel real bad at the end of the Tampa Bay game just because they were so outscored. Or not so, but... Um, more than they have been as of late, which is strange to say for a historically low-scoring Kings team, but that felt bad, and like they lost again, but I still feel optimistic. Yeah, I think for the most part, like even with Tampa, they're doing so well right now that I was like, oh, it's too bad that the Kings aren't able to keep up with them, but at the same time, I was also like, but it's fine. <laughs> the Kings don't really have to see Tampa again anyway. I mean, one other time, but whatever. Yeah, and I'm not like trying for like first place in the league or anything like that. Like I'm fine with where, like the way Kings are the Kings are going. So if they lose a game to Tampa Bay, I'm like, all right, no, no dirt off my shoulder, really. Yeah, and then the the loss to San Jose was disappointing because the Kings had the one goal for so much of the game, and then also had so many good chances that they just couldn't bury. But the right. Kings and the Sharks, I believe, were among the top two defensive teams in the league right now. So, I don't know. We knew eventually a bounce was going to go one way or the other, and unfortunately the Kings were on the wrong end of that this time. But it happens. Yeah, it it wasn't a game where they were just, like, consistently bad or they couldn't get, like, kept turning things over, couldn't get their shit together. It was just, like you said, um, a bad bounce, bad luck of the draw. It's bound to happen. And... I'm actually surprised I'm feeling pretty good about them. I was afraid that after a couple of losses, I would be real, like, Debbie Downer about this, but uh, not so much. Yeah, if it turns into a longer stretch, maybe we'll start to worry, because the Kings have a teeny cushion over the other teams in their division, but it's not huge. So if this goes on for longer, then I might worry. But for now, it's like, all right, they've lost a couple. That hasn't happened, really. We'll, We'll see if they can figure it out. Well, now it's like the whole, you know, winter is coming thing where we all get real sad about how much the Kings suck during December and January. So we'll see if that uh, maintains um, during like this season or maybe they've snapped out of that funk. Um, so, yeah, we'll see about that one. Yeah. And at least we had one really good comeback, which is the one against Anaheim. So there's still... Yes. There was still one win this week to be really excited about because that game was ridiculous, but uh, entertaining in a lot of ways, as only Kings-Ducks games can really be. It is still my favorite thing watching at Kings-Ducks games just to hear Kings fans take over uh, the Honda Center. Yeah, it's great. Just like every time, because I was just watching with a friend and he was just like, wait, 
where are they? And I was like, oh, they're at the Honda Center. And he's like, wait, why is it so loud? There are so many Kings jerseys and there's a lot of cheering. And I was like, yeah, that's just how that's it is. That's what happens. Yeah. And it's funny that it never really happens the same way at Staples Center. I mean, I don't even know if it's just because fans of the Ducks don't come um, up to L.A. as much. But I, I actually think part of it, too, is the building. Like, it's so, like, that disconnect between the third level and then, like, the suites or whatever makes it really hard to dominate the sound at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that's fine because I don't really need to see Ducks fans take over Staples Center. I fully enjoy Kings fans taking over Honda. <laughs> yeah, so that's always uh, very delightful to me that you can hear such loud cheers. Like, you don't see hear a horn, but the Kings fans uh, take over and are, are plenty loud. Um, I love rubbing it into Ducks fans and players' faces. Yeah, so that game was full of shenanigans. I just want to pause on it for a minute, which is how insane Jonathan Quick is. <laughs> and we talked about it a little bit, but I guess more people getting angry. And this was like a prime example of both teams kind of being aggravating to each other. <laughs> and Corey Perry, like, I, I can't even think of it now. What did he like hit Jonathan Quick or kick him or step on him or something in the crease? And Jonathan Quick decided to like kind of cuff him over the head and they almost fought. It was pretty intense for them. It's... It's still just so funny um, how much beef there is between, yeah, Kings and Ducks, whatever, but mostly Jonathan Quick and Corey Perry. I was like, because it's always just like, who's going to punch who in the nuts again? Yeah. Like, you never know what's going to happen with that one. Yeah. And this last time, Corey Perry pulled Quick's helmet off in their little scuffle. And, you know, it's not Jonathan Quick possibly breaking his wrist, but punching Corey Perry in the junk. But it's pretty <laughs> feisty for a, regular se- for a regular season game. And for this early, too. Like, nothing too much is really on the line. So It's still not quite the level of Jonathan Quick kind of sucker punching a Maple Leafs player at the end of the game, waiting two weeks and doing it again. <laughs> but it does set us up for some potential follow-up with the Ducks the next time the Kings play them. We shall see where it goes. I also always think it's funny because, you know, a lot of people have a lot of issues with Jonathan Quick and how hot-headed he is. Or, you know, there's always the arguments of, like, is he an elite goalie? Blah, 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 whatever. But if it ever comes to the point where Jonathan Quick is getting rough with Corey Perry, everyone's like, you know, we kind of side with Quick. Like, he is suddenly, Corey Perry is just like everyone's enemy. Yeah, I honestly don't really care if Jonathan Quick is elite or whatever. Oh, yeah, not at all. (laughs) Regardless, I think he is the most entertaining goaltender in the league, partly because of his ridiculous temper, but also just the style that he plays being so aggressive. Yes, it's risky, but it's also fun to watch. So that combination of him both being kind of nuts and also really insane to watch just technically and the way that he moves is just so great every time. I can understand why people are annoyed by him like every time fans are like oh he's such a baby i'm like i get why you're upset (laughs) but for us but it's great yeah it's just a great time (laughs) but yeah i like that every other time people won't like jonathan quick unless he's actively punching Corey perry and then he's (laughs) a-okay in plenty of faces oh yeah they're like oh his temper is great uh the other time garbage punching Corey perry you know, keep doing what you're doing. Oh, man. So that game was really fun. The comeback was fun. Winning in Anaheim, always a great time. Nick so Shore with an amazing OT goal. Yeah. Who ever expected that? And he shot that puck like he just, like, was so confident in that moment. <laughs> amazing. 
It was wonderful. It was like, he, it was with him and Dustin Brent, right? And so suddenly yes. Nick Shore was like, yes, I am Ajay Kopitar. I'm <laughs> one with him. And it paid off. Great time for Nick Shore. And it's crazy because in seasons past, if Dustin Brown and someone else were coming down on a goalie, I would not necessarily expect a lot of it. But Dustin Brown has been so amazing both in scoring goals and he's been an, an amazing playmaker um, mm-hmm. during this season. I was hopeful about what would happen and uh, a goal came of it. Like it was incredibly impressive. And it's just once again, one of those things of like having to rewire my uh, sort of like opinions watching the game of whether to expect a goal or whether to expect um, absolutely nothing. Right, exactly. I think that was probably why the San Jose game was a little frustrating at times because it felt a little more familiar in that way. Yeah. Or it was like they have all these chances and nothing is going in. Uh, but there hasn't actually been a ton of that this season. Like they've been pretty good at capitalizing on their chances. So, um, yeah, so it's great to see moments like with Nick Shore. Let's take a moment to just focus on Dustin Brown a little more for a second. So the points leaders for the Kings are, of course, Kopitar at the top with 21. But Dustin Brown is number two with 17 points in 17 games played, which, of course, means he is currently a point-per-game player, (laughs) (laughs) which is amazing. And also that he has just under half of what he, he ended up with after 82 games last season. So he finished with 36 points last season. He has the 17 now. And it's not even game 20 yet. Like, that's crazy we're not even really a fourth of the way through the season quite yet and Dustin Brown is already almost halfway to where he was last year and last year was technically kind of a bounce back year for him (laughs) (laughs) so it's amazing times for Dustin Brown yeah I think as much as I do want of course the Kings to do well and you know we're always rooting for like the playoffs and the Stanley Cup final you know that whole thing this has been a very interesting season for personal player victories Like, for a lot of people that are coming into the league and really coming into their own and scoring their first goals, or people like Tyler Toffoli really, like, cementing himself as, like, this top goal scorer on the team, or both Kopitar and um, Justin Brown coming back and showing their talents and showing, like, the reason that they're on this Kings team uh, with the goal scoring and the playmaking. And it's just, I'm very um, invested in how everyone's personal um, storyline, everyone's personal narrative is going this season. Yeah, me too. I think it's been really fun, too, to watch that and think about it a little more that way rather than, like, obviously we want the Kings to make the playoffs and whatnot, but I think having stuff in the regular season that really makes you interested to watch from game to game during this time um other than just i hope they don't lose (laughs) um it's really fun to to watch those different um, individual player narratives evolve and whatnot so yeah i agree it's it's exciting and um i'm really rooting for dustin brown always and i will never stop reminding people that when the kings won their first cup Andre Kopitar and Dustin Brown had the same point totals in that point season and that or that postseason so if we get to have a lot of them kind of staying neck and neck and really um, building each other up too at the same time on the ice. Like, how exciting for all of us. 
Yeah, I'm excited to see what's going to happen here. So we saw another first this week. Oscar Fantenberg finally scored his first NHL goal. So we had another smile, big old smile, even though it was not lost to the lightning. It was still really cool to see. Yeah, and once again, playmaker Dustin Brown. um, Yeah. (laughs) Keeping the play going and passing it over to Fantenberg so that he could score his first goal. Um, It was really great. I always feel kind of bad for um, players with, like when this happened when the game was ultimately lost because like all of his quotes are like yeah it was great it was like a dream come true but you know it really would have been nice to win the game like I would have right, rather yeah. had the two points than my one goal uh, so that, that's always a bummer but I'm glad that he uh, broke that egg and is, uh, is on the scoreboard hopefully it just means that pretty soon he'll score again in a winning effort and then he can really just bask in all of the love. Although, what I liked from Jim Fox, I believe it was who mentioned this, that he just noted that because the Kings have had four different guys score their first NHL goal, like, it's been a while (laughs) since they've had that many people doing something to celebrate in the locker room, so that, I mean, even when there is a loss, like, obviously nobody was happy with that effort, but that they have these other little things to sort of take their mind off of it and look at some of the positives. Like, you don't want to overplay, like, oh, this one guy scored one goal. But it's still, like, cool. (laughs) So you're not just a bunch of people who are veterans and have seen all of this before and are still sad together. Um, (laughs) It varies the dynamic a bit, which I thought was really interesting and also nice. Yeah, because we're we're, we've been talking about how it seems like a much more fun and exciting team. And when you got young guys getting their first goals – That's fun and exciting. That's cool. I'm so stoked for everyone. (laughs) Me too. I'm glad everyone is enjoying (laughs) themselves. Oh, man. But um, on that veteran note, though, there's still, I guess, some interesting stuff, at least to us. We were talking about it earlier. Um, You showed me the article about Mike Camilleri and how coming back to the Kings feels like coming home for for him. And again, in another way, off the ice, Dustin Brown involved in the acclamation, which I thought was funny. Um, yeah, I love that Dustin Brown is all over the place, on the ice, off the ice, uh, trying to babysit your kids, you know, whatever. Uh, he's super into getting involved with the team. I guess now that he doesn't really have to, not like he doesn't have to care, but he doesn't have to worry too much about being right. captain, he can do all of those other little personal things, which I think is um, is just darling, uh, especially since he, uh, Camilleri mentioned that Dustin Brown was helping him find um, the proper schools for his kids to go to because when Mike was back here, he didn't have kids. And now that he does, he doesn't know what's going on. So uh, Dustin Brown and Nicole have been, you know, giving him the rundown on the, on the good schools to go to. Yeah, which is really funny. I, and it was interesting how they all kind of like they they're also thinking about what's different. And like in the article, I mentioned like his favorite restaurants are still in business in Los Angeles. And of course, there are still some guys that he knows. But, you know, last time he didn't have any kids. And now he has three. So they're all just dads communicating about being dads, which is kind of funny. Just I don't know the way that life goes. But I thought that was kind of amusing. But then also that now they're kind of acclimating to that part of it together. I love that it's just a big group of dads. I find that so charming. <laughs> it's really sweet. Oh, God, I just realized with Jeff Carter being out for like a couple of months still, is he living his daddy blogger life? Look, that's all I want from Jeff Carter is <laughs> playlists, some dad blogging, 
I mean, his one Instagram post about his son's birthday. More stuff like that, please, from Jeff Carter. <laughs> That's what I need. Do we actually have a return date on Marion Gabrick? So I know that Jeff Carter, like, we did get an update, which was that there is no real update for Jeff Carter, but Marion Gabrick has been skating. Not really sure exactly when he's supposed to return to the lineup, though, um, but he is at least further ahead of Carter. Uh, yeah, he's actually he's actually had his first actual practice now. Um, I think it was something like six weeks and they would reevaluate. Um, mm-hmm. So not really uh, close down the pipeline, but at least he's, you know, scooting around there with the rest of the team. That's good. Um, sad about how Jeff Carter still remains out indefinitely and also sad that they won't tell us exactly what's wrong <laughs> because I just want to know. I know. All it is is just ankle surgery. And I was like, what? Tell me more. I need to know all the things. Ugh, please. Um, but I think that is mostly it. Were there other stuff or other things related to the Kings this week that you were thinking about? Not really. I'm, I'm just delighted that people keep, keep scoring their first goals. Um, mm-hmm. I would like Trevor Lewis to pick it up. Yeah, he got kind of close the other day. I haven't day. heard from him in a little um, bit. But it didn't go in, so we need Trevor to get back on his game. Yeah, it was kind of a down week for, for the Kings, but um, I'm not very concerned. They've been playing so well that... A couple of losses, of course, are going to happen, and I'm sh- I'm actually very confident they're going to bounce back. Yeah, I did have a moment of panic, I guess, before the Lightning game, where it was like, also, Adrian Kempe is out, but then he was just ill, so yeah. luckily it's fine. <laughs> it was <laughs> one of those things where out. you're just like, wait, why isn't he on here? What's wrong with him? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How are his limbs? No. Let me see his x-rays. Is he okay? But he's just sick, so <laughs> everything is fine. Yeah, so luckily he's gotten over that we're back on track um i don't need the kings to lose any more people to injury especially major guys but luckily they haven't and they had a couple down games but they can bounce back so positive stuff for the most part from the kings and for the kings all right let's quickly go around some random stuff around the league um the big one that a lot of people are talking about is of course there was the hockey hall of fame legends classic game um, which doesn't really mean a whole lot, except for that it brought familiar faces together, namely Tamu Solani and Paul Correa. Um, and so that was really cool. They were both extremely giddy and very happy to play together. They even, you know, linked up to on one goal. I love their little friendship. I love the article where uh, uh, Timu Solani was talking about how he was treated and his roommate ended up being Paul Correa. And um korea is just like okay so i like to read before i go to bed i would like lights out by 10 p.m so that i can wake up on time and get my full hours and timmy sulani just wanted to watch baywatch i find that lovely <laughs> and, and so and and him just being like oh i don't know if this is gonna work out but it totally did and now they're besties and um it's a fantastic little like on ice off ice friendship that came from that and i'm glad that they uh reunited again yeah that was really cool to see i was surprised that the article mentioned that um paul korea hadn't skated in seven years like basically since his last nhl game i was like that is wild that he has not actually stepped on the ice even for fun (laughs) so nuts he takes retirement very seriously (laughs) i mean he's a read before bed lights (laughs) up by 10 kind of guy so when he says he retires he's done (laughs) I think the article that I saw this morning on the NHL site was basically that he thought of himself as like interested in hockey as a player. And since he wasn't a player anymore, he wasn't that interested in in seeing it. So he would occasionally see some of it on TV. He went to one game 
um, when it was like Tamu's last sort of tour before right. he retired. Um, but yeah, otherwise he was like, I'm playing other sports, reading a lot of books, and not putting on skates. But I don't know, it fit like a glove. He came right back into it, got acclimated, scored, helped scoring. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah, that that's always really cool. I I don't know. I always think Hall of Fames are kind of like a weird, arbitrary thing. You know, yeah, like everyone's going to have complaints about it. It doesn't really matter. Like your career kind of speaks for itself. This is just another icing on top of the cake for a lot of people and fine, whatever, it's cool. But I like seeing um, like the reunification of players. That's just about it. Yeah, I think that's really the element that's fun for fans. Um, I'm not a person who cares that much about who's in the Hall of Fame generally because I'm never checking it. <laughs> so yeah, never. Like, it's fine. Same with like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Don't really care. Right. <laughs> who's in it? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, some other stuff that happened around the league, I like to always call out Team USA players, so I just would like to take a moment to say that Miles Wood on the New Jersey Devils had his first career hat trick, yeah. so congratulations to that American player. <laughs> um, I would like to call out dads um, and how great <laughs> they are. So the Minnesota Wild in their last three games um, had like six goals in their last three games, and all six of those goals were scored by Jason Zucker. Just that him. is crazy. So, so Jason Zucker doing business as the Minnesota Wild, um, scoring all of their <laughs> yeah. goals, um, including a hat trick against Montreal. And I think this all started when he recently became a dad. That's like, so okay, everybody is like, get your dad goal. But he was like, here's six. Yeah. <laughs> so. He's like, I'm first I'm going to start with a hat trick and then I'm just going to yeah. do three more. Cool. Cool. <laughs> um, so dad strength is really the key to really like amping, amping up your uh, offensive game. So I guess that's what the Kings need. If like, some fan should have already by now made like a fake jersey mock-up that just changes their name to the Minnesota Zuckers, um, <laughs> that would be really fun for me. And, and the logo is just his like face, but stylized <laughs> yeah. and that like with like the mountains in it somewhere. Ooh, yeah, yeah like, someone do that. Him is that bear creature yeah. thing that they have. Whatever that. But is. it's just vector art of him. Yes. Yes. That's what they need. <laughs> they really should do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So that's all I'm gonna think about now. And. The last thing, which I thought was really funny and super cute, is that in the AHL, the Rockford Icehawks did, I, they've done this before, but I hadn't seen it until this year, is they had a bunch of little wiener dogs race um, across the ice. And as happens when you try to make a little puppies race, some of them, totally not interested. <laughs> Others, very into it, but also it's ice, so they're kind of, you know, it's a little precarious, but it was adorable. Oh, it was so cute. The second I, like, opened it, my first instinct was just to say, like, oh, no, because it's so cute. <laughs> I was, like, very overcome with how adorable it all was. Yeah. Um, which is me and, like, all dogs and cats, always. Pretty much. Oh, man. They had, like, a little pucks and paws night, I guess. I just, what a, an amazing, ridiculous concept that I think every team should do. <laughs> Just have and I like their cute dogs. I like how it wasn't just like random dogs. It was like wiener dogs. Yeah, it's very. Specific. It wasn't like <laughs> bring your dog and put a jersey on him and let him run around uh, the rink or anything like that. It's like if you uh, have a wiener dog, then you can race. And there were right. so many, and they were so cute. Yeah. <laughs> 
It was so good. It just warmed my heart um, at the end of last week. So that is pretty much all that I have around the league. Pretty cut and dry. Is there anything that you're thinking about for the rest of the league? Any teams you're interested in who have surprised you this week? Um, I am weirdly interested in the Devils right now. I mean, you just talked about Miles Wood. Um, I'm this last draft season. A lot of people said that it was kind of a shitty one. You know, like it wasn't a very deep draft. Um, but Nico Heischer has been doing pretty well with the Devils, and I like to see yeah. him be successful. And that was cool. I like seeing Taylor Hall maybe doing well again, too. I was, like, very invested with what he was doing in Edmonton. And it was just always very sad when nothing came of it. So that's interesting, too. I also like the feel-good story of um, Brian Boyle. Oh, yeah. He scored his first goal. uh, He scored his first goal after being diagnosed with chronic, with, like, leukemia. And he, there was a quote with him saying that he had never cried after a goal, but he had um, during that one. And it was just like so, it was like so triumphant. Like if you watch the goal, he's just so like radiantly happy and his like celebration is so great. So I am strangely invested in um, the New Jersey Devils right now, which feels strange because... Uh, we were talking, I was like, they're a footnote in the Kings, <laughs> like a very prominent right. footnote <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in the Kings uh, 2012 Stanley Cup. So it's weird to now be like, oh, I hope you guys are doing all right. Um, how the times right, how right. the times have changed <laughs> these past uh, five years, I suppose. So that's one team that I'm kind of looking at. I'm also laughing at the fact that Sidney Crosby hasn't scored a goal in 11 games. Yeah, which apparently is like one short of his longest goalless streak, so... I, I don't know. It seems like it's kind of do or die time. Otherwise, he's going to prolong that. But uh, <laughs> that has been interesting. The Penguins have I mean, been... He's, he's, they've won two Stanley Cups in the last two years. Like, whatever. Right, right. But it is, like, interesting, like, the teams that seem to be struggling to start the season. And um, it'll be fascinating to see who comes out on top or, you know, who's better by the end of the season. Because right now, there are some, like weird struggles happening for teams that you wouldn't expect it from, right. like the Penguins. Yeah, that's totally bizarre and kind of unlikely, but I don't know. I'm I'm kind of rooting for him to break this. <laughs> not not break oh. not break the gold drought. I mean, continue the gold drought to break his right, right, old, to break the record. His old record, <laughs> which is maybe a little mean of me, but well, Sidney Crosby, you've had a good life. Like, okay, it's okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, because also you know that like, I mean, he's Sidney Crosby, so he could have like t- 13, 14 games without a goal, and then turn around and score the same amount in the next, like, batch of games. Like, you just never know with a dude like that. Yeah, may- maybe he'll uh, pull a Jason Zucker and uh, <laughs> yeah, just, like, six goals in in a few games um, and get back there. So I I think it's mostly funny. You know, you got you to gotta yeah. find the things that make you happy, and this is what's currently making me happy. Um, to double back to Taylor Hall for a second, I what was always such a bummer for me with him in Edmonton is I just really wanted to see him play in the playoffs, and then it was like it just sucked so much last season when they went to the playoffs. I know, and the Devils didn't. So now, currently, the Devils are in a playoff position, and hopefully, they maintain this momentum because I would I just want to see him play in the playoffs, right? So bad. I would love to see like the intensity that he brings to that because he one hundred percent would. Um, I don't. I mean, the Devils are doing pretty well right now, but I don't think that this is going to maintain. Like, I can't imagine. I think they're having a very hot start, uh, but I, can't, I 
don't think that they're going to stay this high, but I hope that they make it into the playoffs. Yeah, I I don't know what I envision them doing the whole season, but whatever it is, I hope it stays consistent enough that they at least make it in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even need to make the, it, them to make it far. Just let me see Taylor Hall play some playoff games. All we're asking for is just like four games, right? <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. That's it. Yeah, just give me at least the four. Just a little sampling is fine. <laughs> What about you? Um, what like what teams are you excited about in the league right now? Oh man, I don't know if there are a ton of other teams that I'm excited or people, about. I guess. But um, there have definitely been a lot of players. I mean, I've already talked about like the American players and stuff that I love. But I do like um, Nico Hichier. Nolan Patrick got injured, who was the second overall pick, but I think he's on his way back now. So. I want him to hurry up and come back because I think he was really interesting playing on the Flyers. And I think the Flyers, even though they haven't totally gotten their act together, have been more interesting than I expected them to be. Um, so I would like to see him get back so that they're you know yeah. healthier and see what goes on there. Um, even though Arizona continues to be a shit show, I really like Clayton Keller and want him to continue to do really well. So more of him. Right. I also want to see what goaltender comes out on top with the Golden Knights because they don't know how to maintain them. <laughs> <laughs> they do not. Uh, see, we're all delighted that, like, I was delighted that a an expansion team was doing so well. Like, they, they started off great, and now it's slowly unraveling <laughs> one goalie at a time oh it is rough like i went to their page just to see who they have available and it's like three injured goalies the one who they have in net now and then like the second is a guy who doesn't even have a picture like that's just the state that they're in uh is they keep having to find more guys to play goaltender it is a wild time yeah some dude who's just like been in the ahl and now hello welcome you're in the nhl <laughs> right yeah go be free i suppose i mean not that we're as kings fans totally unfamiliar with that i mean that's the way we eventually got jonathan quick is there was you know they rotated through a lot of goaltenders there were some injuries he went from being in the echl to the nhl and starting in a game in the nhl in a month in like within a month <laughs> so stuff like this happens but it's just been crazy to watch how quickly goaltenders have gone down in vegas yeah and vegas already has someone who's uh retired from the team oh, right or, yeah you know, like uh after what is it like 20 games yeah so they couldn't figure out what they wanted to do with shibashov and he is back in the khl now so there goes so, that experiment they're really just like running through all of the like um, first season, like, trivia stuff that you need to know. Yeah. Like, who's the first person to retire from so-and-so? <laughs> right. Like, all of these little milestones, they're really just, like, cranking them out right now. It's been entertaining. A little tough when it comes to, like, guys getting injured. I don't root for that, yeah. but it is just sort of like, wow, what is happening? Yeah, it's just like, what is going on? How are you going to deal with this? Oh, you're going to deal with it in this way. Not what I would have done. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how if they're going to be able to maintain um, what they're doing right now with how, like, how many goalies are just falling. Yeah. Falling apart. Oof. Hopefully some of them start to get better soon. <laughs> it just feels like, I mean, I know that because we do this from week to week, it seems like a ton of time has already passed, but we're still yeah. <laughs> only, like, halfway through November. But um, hopefully we see some of those guys come back because goodness gracious. Yeah, seriously. One random tidbit I was thinking about when you were talking about Brian Boyle, 
so I've mentioned like my first hockey game was a college game. It was Boston College versus Boston University. And I because it was my first game, I don't specifically remember all of the players, but I have since gone back to look at the rosters. And the two NHL players who I believe were in that game, based on just like going back to double check, were Brian Boyle and Corey Schneider. So in a way, Brian Boyle is one of the NHL players I have the longest personal connection to (laughs) as a viewer. So it's been a wild journey, especially with this latest chapter and him um, being sick. And uh, it's, it's cool, though, to see him come back and play again and I don't know. It was just interesting to think about. Every time he's brought up and I do take a moment to think about him, I'm like, yeah, I was there 10 years ago watching you when we were both in college. <laughs> How crazy. <laughs> that, that was kind of not when we were both in college, but uh, when uh, we were talking about uh, Solani in Korea earlier, um, the first NHL game that I attended was one that I skated. I like performed right. at and it was a Ducks Avalanche game where I got to, you know, meet a couple of them and that was very cool and so in my head they too are part of my first um nhl experience uh and so that they always have a nice little spot in my heart interesting the sort of just threads and the things that you keep in mind for some reason i'm always going to be thinking of brian boyle (laughs) (laughs) hall of famer in your heart (laughs) yeah (laughs) he has managed to play for Either like he was, you know, part of the King system, um, mm-hmm. or he he played for the Lightning, who I really enjoy, and I watched him on the right. Lightning. He's just somehow always been there, <laughs> um, and now he's on the Devils, who I haven't watched. But you know what? That could change because again, if they make the playoffs, I'm going to be deeply invested. So invested. Yeah. Anyway, that's my relationship with Brian Boyle that he knows nothing about. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I guess that is all that we have for this week. Kind of a quick one. We are hopefully going to record again, but um, Diana's traveling, so I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll see how that goes. Right. But we'll, you'll hear from us again eventually. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll keep you posted. Um, until then, you guys know where to find us. You can talk to us on Twitter, or you can email us, chirp at thanksbud.com. Um, until we speak again... Be good to each other. Take care of yourselves. And we'll catch you later, friends. Goodbye. Bye, everyone.